0: Revolutionary.org podcast coming your way, episode 592. Today think we're going to talk about Anovar, Oxandrolone. This is one of the most popular oral steroids out there. We're going to talk about oral cutting with Anovar, and that's that's what a lot of people like to use it for. So I know Mobster is a big fan of it. And um, look, we're going to get into and, – and they did a poll, Mobster, of the most popular steroids – and Anavar definitely was in there. I believe it was uh, the second most popular oral steroid, second to Dianabol. So, and of the cutting orals, it is number one. Yeah. So, look, originally it was trademarked under the name Exandrin, and it was created in the early 60s, Many multiple diseases they wanted to treat, including muscle wasting. So... He was uh, part of the founders of the first oral steroids to hit the bodybuilding scene. A lot of people liked using uh, Anovar, especially as we started getting into the 80s and 90s. In fact, Anovar got so popular that when the steroid, you know, whatever you want to call it, the steroid laws really started to tighten in the United States um, in 1990, I believe it was passed um, yep. federally. And Anavar was was taken off the market. I believe a couple of years later, in the early nineties, um, uh, the the pharmacy grade labs were like, "Well, we're done here. We're going to pack up. We're going to move on." Um, so, one of one of the things that happened with Anavar at the time, it was so freaking popular, Mountain officer, at that time, that this price absolutely skyrocketed. And then you had the second problem, which was. People started selling fake Anovar. So what they would do in those days, and this kind of spilled over into the 2000s, um, is they would start selling Anovar that was really d or that was really Winstroll or another steroid. And a lot of people started getting a big distrust of Anovar throughout the 90s and 2000s for that reason. Not only that, but it was also extremely expensive and it stayed expensive. Even one under, underground lab started producing it again in the mid mid nineties. So, to so finally, or I would say like a decade ago, that's when Anavar started regaining popularity um, because people started to trust it again and people started to use legitimate Anavar. I've used Anavar several times. I can say um, that at least once that I used it, it wasn't really Anavar, and it wasn't giving me the the results. Typical with antivar, it was doing things in my body. That wasn't typical of Anavar. I could tell it wasn't antivar. So I know I've been a victim of getting fake Anabar. So, But I, I think in the past 5, 10 years, really, we've started to see more access to legitimate testing where people are sending testing out. Um, not these test kits that you order online. Those are garbage. The ones so have- that you send out to a lab and they test it and they tell you what it is. We have access to that now. Um, you, you just got to pay for it. So we're seeing a return of Anavar as people start rebuilding trust in Anavar. So if you are one of those people who haven't used Anavar for a while, and um, you know it might be a good time to start using it. So this is why we're doing this podcast to kind of update you on Anavar and show you what it's capable of doing. At the end of the day, uh, look, the um, the, it, it, the drug was synthesized. Uh, The molecular structure was from dihydrotestosterone, so it is a DHT derivative. They did um, an oxygen atom, replaced the methylation and 2-carbon in the 17th position, and this allowed it to change the structure a little bit. Even though it it is 17-alpha-alkylated, it also has less side effects than some of the other steroids in, in its class, um, and so you will notice when you use Anovar, less side effects than, say, a Winstrel, which is also a DHT derivative. So that would be why. Um, so it's mild. It's considered a mild steroid. And it's one of those steroids when, where it does different things in the body. One of the things it does really well, mobster, is bind to SHBG, uh, much mm-hmm. like Winstrol does. And when that happens, it will help break down barriers of building strength, building lean muscle mass, and building lean muscle tissue, which is what we want when we're, we're in a cutting situation. So, um, that is definitely where anivore can shine for you. And also, with the side effects not being anything close to some of the other oral steroids out there, you're able to do your cardio, you're able to do your workouts without much interference in terms of side effects. The only thing with Anavar to watch out for. We're going to get I'm going to dig more into it later. <laughs> it's the pumps. And I'm going to get into that right. later. We'll yeah. save that for, for when we talked about the side effects, because Anovar does have some really, really cool pumps that you should be aware of. But overall, look, it's a mild option. And a lot of people like to do it. it's just the way they structured it. And a lot of bodybuilders like to use it and they'll jack up the dose, especially going into a contest or going into a beach vacation or photos or something. Go ahead, mobster. Tell us a little I bit about your first off. Yeah, I mean, listen, guys. I, I've, I've multiple
1: podcasts where I said I'm a fan. I'm a fan it certainly is one of my go-to's for strength, absolutely. And uh, 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 the dosing for me is very straightforward. The dose we're going to talk about in a little while is pretty much good for nearly every person. Let's listen to this podcast. I don't care what level you're at, uh, really. Um, and I've never needed. Well over £300 pounds, all the fucking time. Never needed to take more than that effective dose. Um, Pumps. <laughs> Steve's touched upon the side effects. My. Let me tell you about my first experience, and this applies to other uh, listeners and users, I think. So the, the first time I took Aniva, which would be 27, 28, something like that, Steve, it was made for me as an oral, uh, because that's what it is, in a capsule form with some, I think the, the the filler was creatine, and the pumps were horrendous. I'm laughing, Steve. I've told this story a bunch of times. I would do the training, and my training is quite low volume, so I wouldn't get bad pumps in the gym. And then I'd walk to town, which was about a mile and a quarter away from the gym. I'd have to stop three fucking times to rub my shins because the pumps in my shins and sometimes in my lower back was horrendous. I got passed by an old fella from a, another gym around the corner, which I'd also used in a mobility cart. He was offering me a lift Steve. That's how fucking bad it was. He was in town on his way back by the time I arrived. It was just super, super bad. Kettlebell swings for conditioning, forget it. High rep definitely did this, forget it. And so, yeah. But on the other hand, body weight wise, I've talked about my decker cycles pulling on as much as 20 pounds back in the day, from 280 to 300 pounds. I never put on more than four or five pounds on anovar. But then look at how it's medically used, guys. And This is what I talk about sometimes. If you're coming new to the game, look at what the steroid was used for medically. There's only one or two that were not created in that particular way. The rest was. So some of the side effects and the issues and the pluses that you're going to get from a steroid. So literally, it was designed to stop muscle wasting. A person's got a medical condition they're stuck in a bed in hospital, they're ill, they can't get up and walk around, or they're just literally physically incapable. This stopped them turning into skin and bones. So it's holding muscle on your body. When Steve talks about recomposition, that's it. It's literally, especially because you're training and dieting, you're looking to lose body fat and retain muscle tissue. You don't want to lose muscle tissue. So for me, and again, I'm training super hard, especially back in the day, trying to break world records and the stuff that I'm competing in. And they'd still put on four or five pounds of lean muscle tissue. So you're not going to blow up. You're not going to bulk. And that's why it's not really a bulk cut. And if you are dieting and you are trying to get cut, this is going to hold that muscle tissue on you, stop that wasting away, stop it loss, being lost during the diet. And at the same time, for me, recomposition would be losing fat and adding muscle. Now, I've actually done that on the cut. And would be great for that, dose dependent against these. So, yeah. That, that's it. Uh, but part of, Honestly, Steve, I can't think of any other side effects that I had. It's still an oral steroid. And the only argument I've seen, and this is relating to um, how it's perceived to be a safe steroid, for example, very low dosages for women as opposed to other forms of testosterone, which cause a lot of problems. Um, no oral steroid is what we call truly safe, and we shouldn't overdo the safe claims when we're talking about oral steroids or injectable steroids and so on and so forth. It's a question of more or less. And the reality is that for all, if you put it up against other steroids, it has a lower level of toxicity. Not zero, not none. Not, we're, not, we're not guaranteeing nothing's going to happen. You might have issues, especially if there's underlying medical complaints that you're not aware of. And again, dose dependent on how crazy you're on your diet and how you're killing it in the gym. But in compared to others, all things being equal, I would agree, same as the article, same as what Steve just said, that it is as close to being as safe of oral steroid as it's possible to get. So, again, not perfect, but pretty damn close, Steve. Let's talk about um, dosaging and cycling. I, I, I'll tell you what I've done, and then obviously we'll talk about the general listener and, and how it would be applied to yourself and what your training's for. So, for example, I've trained for, and it's great for this, Steve, as you know, for strength, specifically. For me, adding those four or five pounds was a bonus. The perfect dose, in my opinion, I can't see really a reason to vary it. Some of you might argue that, and we'd welcome those comments. Is 50 milligrams a day, Steve. And again, in terms of oral steroids, and I've said this a bunch of times, it's up for debate, of course. But the argument is how long you should run an oral steroid for. Given how low risk, but not no risk, Anavar is, I'd be perfectly fine running this for eight weeks and, was, and would do so. How much do I like Anavar, Steve? I'm doing incredibly well in some of my training right now. And I'm just coming up on 10 weeks off, which would be twice as long or nearly twice as long as I was on. I'm about to use it again, Steve, just to tip me over on a number that I want to hit in the gym, right on the 10-week mark. That's how much I like it. And I'll keep it at 30 to 50 milligrams so long as I hit the number I want to hit. And I'll just stay it just long enough for me to hit the number and then come straight back off again. I, I love it, Steve. Honestly, if Steve talked about the popularity of steroids in the poll, uh, number one and number two, this is right up there. And for me, I think this, uh, yeah, Debo and Anavar, Steve, I would probably put this actually now for strength in front. I'd actually have this as number one for me and number two D bowl, because I don't need to bulk up. I don't need to add 10 pounds or whatever else anymore. So so I'd actually have this as my number one oral steroid. What about you for cycling and dosing, Steve?
0: Yeah. So look at the end of the day, you know, mobster likes to use it for strength, but 99% of you are going to be using it for, for cutting. And that's what we're doing on this podcast. so, Definitely for cutting, anywhere from 25 to 50, some guys will go more. I can remember in the old days when Anavar was underdosed, guys were running like 100, 150 milligrams even. So, But the good thing is if you come on our forums, you can get a legitimate Anavar, And you won't need to abuse it like that. You won't need to run it at a ridiculous dosage. So for me, I recommend you know somewhere somewhere around 50 40 to 60 somewhere in there being the sweet spot and at the end of the day you've got to remember when it comes to these you know steroids there is you know other things that you have to factor in and and running it solo is one of those are you running it solo so you can go a little higher if you're running it stacked you can go a little bit lower so it really depends go ahead monster yeah
1: I have run it solo, Stephen. In fact, I prefer that. But I have also run it as part of another stack uh, with, again, my recent bulk, for example. I just put this in at the end. Something that just occurred to me, I'm going to ask you a question, and then you and I can talk about how we can actually negate this. What's been your experience with regards to those horrendous pumps? And, again, I know that you know the answer to this already. How can we negate the discomfort that we get from those pumps as a uh, a, a, a Quick bit of information for the listeners.
0: Yeah. So for me, when you go running on ANOVAR, lower back pumps have been really the problem. And so that is an issue you definitely want to know because you're using ANOVAR for cutting and you've got to be aware of that. You got to be aware if you like to do a lot of jogging and a lot of running. And, um, I used to do a lot of running back in the day. So that was really my go-to exercise, a fasted cardio, hill running, um, off-road, you know, trail running, stuff like that. You can expect to get lower back pumps within the first mile of, of your run. And that's going to happen. And, um, that's going to be something you need to kind of factor in. So you may want to... Do more high-intensity cardio on Anabar, where you do 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, um, where where it's more high-intensity instead of doing more longer jogging, where the pumps really have a chance to kind of um, increase. So that would be one way to mitigate the pumps. The other one, obviously, is taurine and a lot of good support supplements contain taurine or you can just buy taurine by itself and taurine will help with the pumps at all but it's not going to fix them 100% but it will it will at least you know give you a you know benefit of um of of kind of controlling the pumps a little bit more than uh than 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 usual so i really have a lot of uh look i have a lot of respect for you know um for people out there who go into the gym and they're like, fuck this. I'm just going to get like tons of pumps in the gym, but it's it's a different story when you're running as mobster alluded to earlier, when you're, um, you know, when you're running and you're getting a pump and you're halfway on your trail and you're in the middle of the woods and you can't run anymore, that's, that's a different story than being in the gym and being able to just sit down, you know, for a little bit, (laughs) you know, when you get those pumps. So just be, be, be aware of that for sure. Um, especially when it comes to that. And in Antibar, look, at the end of the day, the way it's structured too, literally very uniquely structured. There's a lot of benefits when it comes to fat loss. The way it affects your metabolism, the way it can actually burn body fat, especially around your stomach, um, we have enough anecdotal evidence to show it that that it does. It, it, it can definitely help with body fat um, improvements around the belly. So that's something to, you know, to 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 kind of take advantage of for sure and you want to take advantage of that by doing a lot of facet cardio you want to take advantage of that obviously by having a really really good diet and now that, that will definitely help you with that but i would uh, to answer your question mobster the dosing you know 25 to 50 um if you're running it solo 40 to 60 and then like you said six to eight weeks would be a good one a lot of people like to kickstart with anavar I think more people, when it comes to cutting, like to finish with Anovar. But kickstarting is much more um, percentage-wise than Winstroll. Winstrol, on the other hand, you want to just finish with it. But when it comes to cutting, I think um, uh, I think with Anovar, you'd want to start it early in the cycle. You want to start it right away rather than wait. Go ahead, Master. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, it's slightly confusing, and I want to address something here. What Steve just said about the 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 stomach fat, the belly fat, is actually quite correct. And in the article that we're going to associate with this podcast, we refer to a study that was published in the Journal uh, Journal of Nutrition that talks about the fact that uh, anavar, along with uh, a, a diet, etc., etc., also seemed to as Steve said, the visceral fat and specifically stomach fat, which actually stayed off. After the study, after the diet, etc., was finished, which is fantastic. But one of the points that was made in the article, and I want to address this, Steve, it's almost as a side thing. Uh, we get this as a question sometimes that comes up on the forum, so I'm going to include it in this podcast. And that's the idea. People say, "What steroids burn fat? No steroids burn fat. None, N- none whatsoever. Not even Anavar. Nothing. Right? In spite of the fact that we just talked about a study that arguably sounds like it's burning fat. It's kind of how." Listen and including in the study you are training specifically as we're talking about this as a cutting aid you're training specifically to sort of retain the muscle that you've got you are deliberately manipulating the diet and and, and, and altering the macros and the ratios etc so as to lose fat you're doing I would like to think more cardio and conditioning work and so on and so forth so all of those things and anvart or cutting steroids, are going to have an effect. But the idea, for example, and this is how this would work if it did act as a burner of fat, is that you could take it, do none of the above, maybe just keep your diet exactly the same, sit your ass down on a sofa in front of Netflix, and you would lose body fat. And that doesn't fucking happen, guys. So what it is, is an an anabolic, a PED, that helps you in that particular journey. But no steroid, and especially anovite, is a cutter as such, a burner as such. It's going to aid your cut. It's going to keep the muscle tissue on you. So that's super, super important in that particular regard, Steve. I think for me, and I'm just thinking about how I would do the dose again, Steve, and I just want to add this one extra thing again. I've run it both of just taking a single dose per day. What I would probably do is split the dose half in the morning, half in the evening, 25 milligrams, 25 milligrams, Nice and simple. And for me, Steve, again, now, uh, and specifically for what I've got coming up, and again, I say these things when I say specifically, my particular aim is to increase my strength on one particular lift. Anything else on the other lift would be great. So I won't be running it with anything else. I don't need, I have nothing else going on, so on and so forth. However, uh, if I was running it, and I'm going to ask Steve this question now, what would you run this
0: with, Steve,
1: if you haven't already mentioned that?
0: So Anovar, you can be a little more, much more flexible um, with, when it comes to Anovar. Even though it's a DHT derivative, it's much more gentle than other DHT derivatives. So you don't have to worry so much about it shedding your hair. You don't have to worry so much about it you know, crushing your prostate and stuff like that. So you can definitely be more flexible. I have a lot of respect for um, being able to run... Yeah. So really, at the end of the day, it really depends on what your objective is. So we're trying to cut. So what I would do with the with the anavar, really, I would be I would just I wouldn't hesitate to not even worry about what to use with it. I would be like you could use some testosterone with it if you want. You can do do multiple steroids if you want. Remember what we talked about earlier, binds to SHBG, so it makes the other steroids in your cycle work even better. So uh, there's a lot of different things that you could do with it, mobster. You could stack it with other orals. You could stack it. So one of the strategies that some people will do is they'll stack, you know, they'll, they'll have a stack, to, let's say testosterone, equipoise, and anovar. And then you'll, you'll do the Anavar the first six weeks with the antivar, take a few weeks off, then do another four weeks of the Anavar. You could do it that way. So there's a lot of different, different options you can do with the antivar. I have a lot of respect for it really in any cycle. Um, one of the top cutting cycles that we've seen that really is gaining popularity right now is Primo adding in Primo. So you could do 500 milligrams Primo, 50 milligrams of Anivar. And then from there, you can add a little bit of testosterone just to give the cycle a little kick, but that would be a great cutter right there. I have a lot of respect for that cutter. Um, as I said, Equipoise, if you do Equipoise, do 400, 500 milligrams of Equipoise and then do 50 or 60 milligrams of Anivar if you wanted a strong Anivar run. So that would be a good option as well. How about you, Mobster? What, what would you like to run with Anavar for cutting?
1: Arguably, and we've just done a show on this, Steve, as you know. I, if I was cutting and I did decide to combine it with something else, uh, bearing in mind I could use it both as an oral and or injectable, I would probably run it with Finstrel. I'm not worried about my hairline. I shave that bitch, so I don't care about that particular thing. I think I would run the the, the whole stack six to eight weeks, and I think I keep in for the whole time. And again, I'm not a big fan of finishing. So the only reason I'm using Winstron this way is just because of it's being slightly harsher in terms of side effects. And I would use the latter half. So for maybe the last two weeks, I would include Winstron. Something I want to ask you about, Steve, as part of this particular show. anavar is highly recommended, especially as an oral steroid for women. So talk about the female side of our listeners using Anavar and the kind of dosages that women might use and the reason why we recommend Anavar.
0: yeah so we talked about the men the male dose but the women absolutely so if you want you know a friend of yours or your spouse or whatever to run Anavar with you you can and for women five to ten milligrams would be a great dose for cutting and they can just run it solo and have great results so that'd be a good option for females as well at the end of the day you know at the end of the day, it's um it's definitely worth trying. And the key is getting high quality Anabar. I just want to be clear on that. Um, because you know, um just come on the forum, check out our sponsors. Literally, guys have sent out the products and have them independently tested without the source's knowledge. And um they've come back excellent. So um and and good quality antivars so that's the key so it's very very important especially with females it's one thing for males to get something that's not really It's another thing for females not get something that's antivar that can cause some permanent problems for sure so always make sure that you're you're getting the the proper the proper antivar and that would that that would be the best thing that you can do for sure
1: yeah, on, that, on that story, just to jump in back in again, guys. So listeners, right, the great and vast majority of listeners, we know what the demographic is. We've got a good idea what the age range is, and we've got a good idea the proportion of men to women and those competing versus those what we call recreational. So recreationally speaking, again, 50 milligrams for men, most women, and again, this I'm just from my own experience, the Steve, list, watching what goes on in my local gym, uh, and gyms that I've trained in in the past. Even the hardcore gyms that I train in have a small proportion of women and they're quite serious about their shit, Steve, getting there, train half an hour. <laughs> they're not like the guys. We, we talk more than women do when we're in the gym and bullshit and fool around and whatever else. The so women come in there, kick ass and leave. And most of them are looking, you know, to get shape, to lose some fat off their butt and off their hips and so on and so forth. So we talk about the dosages. For me, Steve, I wouldn't recommend the upper limit, which is actually mentioned in the article of 10 milligrams. i would think two and a half to five milligrams a day. And all things being equal, like we said earlier on, relatively safe for the guys. Same thing applies to the women. And like Steve says, you 100% want a trusted source. I'll expand on what Steve said about the testing as well. We got both uh, the testing of the, the labs product by the labs themselves when it's sent away from the company that's produced it to an independent lab for testing. I love seeing those certificates of analysis and test results. But we've also got one or two members who are out of their own pocket. And like Steve said, we're not talking about the the, the stuff that arrives and you shake it up in the bottle and it goes green or yellow or whatever else. We're talking about them buying product from the sources that we recommend for themselves, small amounts, and having that sent off and having those products come back. And I've got to be honest, Steve, I think the the range of um, accuracy – that the products, and this is just off the top of my head. I haven't seen one of our companies that of the products that was tested by this particular person in question, a member in question, via a lab, via tests. None of them have fouled. And I think that the, the worst result was like 97 or 98% instead of 101 or 102% when a product was slightly overdosed. So it was underdosed by 2% or 3%. That's the worst result I've seen. So, in other words, pretty goddamn good and specifically for steve said for anivar if I, if I did have a girlfriend that was going to be using anivar my current girlfriend's not it certainly wouldn't be something that i would want them to have the wrong product from so make sure you use an approved source double check like i said lots of our approved sources have those certificates you can check out you can come on the forum and see whether they've been independently tested by members and the specific one I'm thinking of right now and the degree of accuracy and the amounts that should be in there and not being the wrong drug and so on and so forth. That's super, super important. Even for me, Steve, I wouldn't want to be taking d when I specifically want to take Anavar for strep. I like d but that's not what I paid for. That's not going to give me the result, the specific salt that I'm after. But, yeah, listen, if I want to talk, finish this off, Steve, for me, I love And I sort of raved about it and definitely put it up there. This is my top one, top two, all the goddamn time. I like steroids when I'm using them for specific things that are going to give me the exact result that I want. If I was cutting, as per this podcast, I'm going to want to use something that's going to aid my fat loss journey. And for you listeners, that's very much the case here. For me, specifically for strength, I know that I'm going to get stronger. I, I literally, Steve, and this is, it sounds like a stupid thing, but I can guarantee you that I will get, and I certainly did back in the day, 5% stronger. If my best lift was £100, I know I'm going to lift £105. On another. I know that. I was at world record level in my chosen sport, so I know that it's going to tip me over into being a first, second or third place position. Or even, you know, if I'm having a fantastic day, Steve, not only first place, but a world record or a national record, and for that for me it was super super important. And knowing that a, a PED like Anavar is going to do that for me is absolutely awesome. So yeah, I think Steve. And I'm going to ask Steve this before we finish off. Absolutely, in my mind, well deserved, well respected reputation for what it is. What do you think on that Steve? Before I go into the disclaimer. Yeah, and excellent. I
0: uh, like I. Like I said, I mean, give Anavar a shot because Anivar is really, really underrated. I have a lot of respect for it. But the reason it's underrated is what I talked about earlier, but it's definitely making a comeback because guys are realizing, wow, this is actually good. They, I remember 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you post on the forum um, about using Anivar and people will be like, oh, that's for women. Anivar is for women. Men shouldn't use Anivar. So that's kind of where we've gotten from Mopster over the years. We've gone from that kind of mentality to Anavar, to now even guys like Mobster are using Annabar. Yeah. and guys are using Anavar to cut down for the, for the most part and really having a lot of success. So it's one that if you've been a skeptic in the past or use it in the past, you weren't happy with it. Try it again. But look, look at it this
1: way, Steve, and I'll, I'll just finish off. Uh, for my, for, for what it's worth. And I'm doing this podcast. I'm a 300% freak. £325 as I record this podcast, with still probably five or ten years after I got them, a number of records that haven't been beaten again in my chosen sport. I'm pushing on certain lifts numbers that would get me a master's record. In In fact, according to one of my buddies, worldwide. In other words, for someone who's nearly 60 fucking years of age, some of the numbers I'm pushing are great. What does that mean? It means there's this 300 pound idiot, does this podcast for you, pushing big fuck-off numbers now, and I still rate Anavar. So the idea that it's for women is stupid, in my particular opinion. It's great for women, but it works incredibly well for me at my level now and at the level that I was able to achieve in the past. So there's an argument for you right there. Uh, uh, Whether or not I can persuade you in that particular way is entirely up to you. But listen, come on the uh, the comments, see what you've got to say about it, Read the article that we're going to associate. It's definitely to come on the forums and check it out and see what other people say about it. too. So I suspect, Steve, that, again, 95%, maybe 100% of the people that are going to back up and uh, are going to reflect exactly what we said on this show. Let us know what you think, guys. Let us know your experience. Argue with us about the dosages. We welcome the feedback. Please note we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic at podcasts for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.